It's the Winning Ticket Podcast, where having fun is minus 1,000. With your hosts, Dean Contrino, Joe Hoffman, Zach Nasciolo, and Johnny Della Luna. Welcome back to another episode of the Winning Ticket Podcast. It is week four of the 2021 NFL season. John, Dean, Zach are here. Zach and I are back from MetLife Stadium. We made it all the way back. We didn't run into any trouble on the way home. They made it. Has one less Eli Manning jersey with Fuck us. my life. I've officially <laughs> made a commitment. I am boycotting Giants games until they have a winning record. You heard your four first. I was so angry, I slammed my jersey in the garbage at the stadium. <laughs> the day yeah. they retired him. The day they <laughs> retired <laughs> Eli Manning's jersey, Zach threw his jersey away. Not nothing against you, Eli. It's the team. Yeah. Uh, we're not yeah. It's what it represents. Right. The terrible, no good, stinky poo-poo giants. We're <laughs> no, we going to give not. you guys some winners. And right. I'm just going to take it right off the top. I apologize to my loyal Zach Fatlock followers because the Eagles are so fucking bad. They're so bad. I don't know what I was thinking overrating them. That uh, you only rushed the ball three times in an entire game. Dallas completely outplayed them. Ravens winning by the skin of their teeth. I told you Vegas could be a trap mm-hmm. game. That was a trap game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bears, Matt Nagy sabotaged Justin Fields to try and make <laughs> Andy Dalton look good. I mean, the only thing I had right was the Packers winning money line, and even that was more or less a prayer. So <laughs> yeah, took a, took a heroics from Aaron Rodgers. Just, uh, you, know. You, you know what? I Of course, I, I can't let anything positive be said about uh, the Green Bay Packers, but no, I'm sick of these narratives of people being uh, like, okay. oh yeah, the Packers are good, you better watch out now. The Niners are bad. I have them really low in my power rankings. The right. Packers have a bad defense. We, we had that I, at the beginning of the season, I think the Niners that, being yeah, lower. I, I, think the, I think the main thing about that game is that um, the Niners were playing three-man deep, cover three, and letting Devontae Adams get 25 yards up the field and wide open. So, honestly, uh, not to say that I could have made those throws, but Devontae <laughs> Adams is pretty damn good, so it doesn't matter where I put it, he's catching it. Yeah. So I want to just bury, just real quick bury the Niners a little bit more. Let's remember, guys, they were the favorites to win the division. Yeah. And you got both the Rams and the Cardinals going undefeated, and the Rams just beat off the Phoenix Super Bowl champions. And I we rest, have, I rest my we're going to have more about those two teams coming yeah, up in a little bit. They're coming up. Well, I had a little. I had uh, again some great winners that Colts and Titans under that hit by like an extra seven points. Listen to my handicaps. I hit them all. Uh, and the uh, the Browns the Browns Bears game again. This was First, more a fate of the of the Bears than taking the Browns. The Browns won handily. It was never in doubt. Um, I know Zach and you got you guys might have some some uh, takes on Justin Fields and Matt Nagy and what all went wrong I for have Chicago. No <laughs> takes on Justin. I'm telling you, I'm stealing this one from you, Barstool Big Cat. Shout out you because you put this in my mind. <laughs> he sabotaged Justin Fields. There's no excuse for that game plan. He threw the ball what 16 times. He didn't do any really creative play calling. Yeah. He did not try to isolate the quarterback and yeah. draw attention away from him. What you do to a rookie quarterback. To free them up, you run the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, screens and and anything, and motion, I, I jet pass, get most get of the his ball dropbacks moving. Too were only five linemen blocked. Here oh is yes, Zach so, Nasiolo's yeah. advice to all of you head coaches with a rookie quarterback mm-hmm. who you want them to look decent. Robert Sala, you should be listening to this. Matt Nagy, <laughs> all thirty-two. Are you need to go right back. Now. Oh, that sounds. There it is. <laughs> oh. uh, go back, and I want you guys to watch tape of the. 2009 to 2011 New York Jets with Rex Ryan. Yeah, Mark Sanchez. And what they did with yeah. Mark Sanchez. Yeah. I believe they ran the ball 600 times 
Yeah, two Sanchez, two AFC Championship games yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Rock Sanchez's rookie year, they ran the ball six hundred times to three hundred passes. Wow. Just read that stat today. Wow. And that That's is incredible. what you have to do to develop a rookie quarterback. You run the ball. What does running the ball do? It opens up the pass. I know we're in the new era. And it slows down pass rush, too. Yeah. I know we're in the new era of the passing game, right? But the bottom line is, how many Hall of Fame quarterbacks are in the league at one time? Maybe three to five at any mm. given time where they're yeah. going to be able to do whatever they want. Rookie quarterbacks, you have to let them get there. In order to do that, you have to run the ball. Specifically, I'm talking to you, rookie quarterback coaches. <laughs> well, the, the one thing, too, is in the AFC uh, Championship preview – or. AFC Conference preview, sorry. Um, I did talk about how I downgraded the Broncos, the 3-0 and Broncos, based on coaching. And mainly that was because of the Kendall Hinton game, who's a wide receiver. Of course, he played the pra- practice squad. He played a, a game of quarterback. And Pat Shermer hung him out to dry. Had him on seven-step drops, uh, you know, trying to throw down field. Mm-hmm. No, when you when you know that you have a, a quarterback that's not good or not comfortable, you got to give them uh, good high-percentage completions, let them get into the game, and then at that point they could start to dazzle. So I agree with Zach, but, um, yeah, that's pretty much what happened last oh. week. The, the Bears got absolutely, you know, tit-fucked, yeah. as I like to say. But anyway, <laughs> my losses, um, actually, my mea culpa will be that I gave out the Patriots based on somewhat from my model, and it ended up being that I copied in the formula wrong, and I had the wrong team favored, meaning that I had the Patriots as a play, and it really should have been the Saints. So whatever, I'll, I'll own up to that one. That went into the model as a loss, and the model record so far this year is 29-19-1. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be one of those things where you're going to want to be on the Slack channel. Of course, put in a bunch of good plays this week in non-NFL. Um, shout out to Joe and Joe Barbudo. We're getting a nice little last name over here. Uh, we've been absolutely killing baseball. Aside from last night, I think that we literally have been, what, uh, 90%. We've been absolutely crushing it with all the props, you know, putting all of our heads together. Of course, those are going to get into the Slack channel. We have a good WNBA play up right now, NHL preseason, any any sport that you could possibly let, think let of. Let me just say that the sharpest man in the world at handicapping WNBA is Dean Contrino. <laughs> guy sitting right next to I've yeah. literally never met somebody who knows more about the WNBA. Yeah, and in the Action Network, um, which is an app w- w- that I use as a bet tracker to kind of prove everything, I'm 22-10 and 10 on the season, so let's go aces tonight. But guys, we are talking about our favorite sport, so what do you say we just get into it? Yeah, let's go, let's do it, Zach. Take out your fat lock. So big. Zach's fat lock. It's so big. <laughs> That's right. It is so big. It's Zach's fat lock. For week four, baby, one and two so far. Not the start we wanted to get off to, but obviously I had to relook at my numbers, my statistics, and see where I'm going wrong. And this week, boy, I love the board. And two of my big bank plays will be involved within my fat lock. Let's get right after it. I'm going Panthers plus ten and a half Ooh. at Dallas. You gotta love that hook on there okay. with the ten, baby. And the two ones are straightforward, probably the two heaviest favorites on the board this week. We're going KC, teasing that down to minus one uh, versus the Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus one, going into England. I am sorry, gents. There's no chance. Mm. (laughs) No chance Tom Brady will be walking out of that stadium with an L. Maybe it's a close game. Bill Belichick Mm. schemes up something, but I just don't see that happen. I already listened to the Tom Brady interview where he said, I know how they're going to game plan for me. I know what they're going to say to pump them up. I know everything that's going to oh happen. Oh, my God. So I really think this is going to be a bloodbath. That's it. I'm not going to any <laughs> more specifics. Take the fat lock right now. Looking at it right now, it's plus 155. We got Panthers plus 10.5 at Dallas. 
Chiefs minus one at Eagles. Tampa Bay minus one at the Patriots. Get on that now. You'll probably be listening to this on Friday morning. Lock it in before those lines move, baby. Amen. And two things there. One, I always play Zach on the bounce backs. Guy rebounds better than Dennis Rodman. And two is uh, that that whole Bucks thing just made me want to take them in everything that I possibly can. So I'm in. I saw the Bucks are at minus six and a half, so that could be bought at half a point now. Even better. So I told these guys, I literally put my Bucks bet in. Last week and parlayed it with the Bills <laughs> money line. Yeah. Because they're playing the Jaguars just to get even money. So I have an uncomfortable amount of money on a uh, Bucks Bucks Bills party. Hey, and if you guys like the math behind gambling, I'm going to talk a lot tonight. So get ready for it. But yeah, honestly, a heavy money line parlay is actually, um, you know, not the, not a bad strategy, especially dependent on what size your units are. Right. Let's so, go right into it. Right. You guys let's ready do it. for it? You guys ready for the big bank? Let's do it. Big Bank Picks. All right, guys. I got two plays. Um, I'm going to start with one of them, and it involves our New York teams, our beloved. I should say our New Jersey New York teams, the guys at Western New York. They're doing great. I think they're get, they're giving 17 points. I'm not touching that spread. That's yes. gargantuan. Um, but, you know, do it that and way. And there, there is definitely a stat that I do not have handy about huge – they're underdogs. Not, it's not good. Yeah. This is never good. good. Yeah, huge seems... underdogs this early in the season, yeah, too. This yeah, this crazy. A lot. Anyway, yeah. if you've got a Bills play, no let us know on the Slack channel. Um, I'm going to start, though, um, with, with Gangrene, um, a team that has struggled to score points literally the past two weeks and who scored zero points um, last week. The Titans are currently giving six and a half at the Jets. And what's interesting, we talked about this off pod, but it started, they were giving eight, right? Yes. So people are... People are buying on the Jets, but I just checked the DraftKings numbers, and like the Jets buyers, I think are like twenty eight percent of all bets are going on the Jets. So I'm not sure what exactly is going on with that line there. But simply put, I'm fading a team that is absolutely struggling to do a number of things: protect their quarterback, run the ball, pass the ball, and their defense is actually not playing terribly. But the defense cannot score them points week in and week out. Um, that's why I'm very comfortable. Listen. We just mentioned the Bills giving 17 to Houston. If this was that case, I'm staying off this game. Do I see the Titans winning? I mean, a touchdown. If this game is 20 to 13, and I'm asking the Jets to score double the amount of points they scored the past two weeks, uh, I, this is still considered a winner. I think that the Titans, a little bit invigorated from their divisional matchup last week against the Colts. Um, I'm not saying by any means that the Titans' defense is, is a world beater, but... I will say that Zach Wilson is still going to continue to struggle here in week four. I don't see a turnaround happening for New York. Um, certainly not against a perennial playoff team in the Titans. I This is strictly a fade Jets play and a numbers play. E- even the Titans at like nine, I would still be just a, a little bit concerned. I probably would honestly buy this up to like something like 11 or 12. But Titans at six and a half, that's a touchdown. They're probably going to win by more. I think that's that's an easy bet to make this week. I love it for one unit and minus 110 odds. That is great, John. R- really, truthfully, great. But, guys, <laughs> but I am going to I'm going to buck the train, uh, trend. And you know what it is? It, I'm not going to be betting on the Jets. Obviously, I agree with John. The, the Jets are truly the laughing stock of the NFL. But, guys, we are talking about the Titans' defense right now. With even though they are two and one weighted DVOA twenty eighth, twenty second against the pass, 29th against the run, mm-hmm. guys, I am gonna go with the over of forty four and a half for Ooh. one unit. And here's what it is: okay, 
Honestly, the fact that we're recording on Thursday probably made this a play. This line is going down. People are rushing to the under. The reason why I'm taking forty five this morning. Actually. Yeah. The, so the reason why I'm taking the over on this game is one, John, you could be dead right. The Titans could bludgeon them forty five sure. to nothing. Yep. Wouldn't surprise me. But how often do teams get shut out back to back? I think that the Jets are hitting mission critical. And honestly, let's look at their games. They lost to the undefeated Panthers, who are pretty good. They lost to the Patriots, who have a good defense, right. and the Broncos in Mile High, who have a great defense. Right. So it's one of those things where Zach Wilson, yes, okay. he looks shitty, but they've <laughs> never played a defense quite like this, and I think that the Jets get back on track a little bit. Maybe they score a couple touchdowns, sure. maybe one or two. Um, get if All I'm asking the Jets is to get me to... 14, 17, mm-hmm. 20s, I would be over the moon. But I think that the Jets, honestly, there's no way that they would have missed this bad on a draft pick. They have to have some kind of offensive plan. And what better get-right spot than at home against the Titans? Horrible defense. Maybe they're going to put something together offensively. I definitely don't think they're going to get shut out again. And I think that the Titans' offense will do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So this, is, in my mind, is an easy over. It's under league average. I know that the narratives might be, oh, yeah, both teams are going to run and try to grind the clock. Mm-hmm. I think that... I think that the Jets want to see what Wilson is. And I think they're going to throw the ball and therefore put up either points in our favor or sure. points for the Titans. Maybe they'll throw pick sixes. Yeah. But I'm going to go the over of 45. It's honestly, it may not be, it may not sound sweet to you, but mm-hmm. it's it's the right play. That's where the value is. Yeah, I, it's it's something to keep in mind with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones battling injuries right now. So, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully they're healthy. The ball gets thrown a lot more. Interesting thing, too, I noticed in the Jets games, they they do not have a, a first quarter point. Um, mm-hmm. And so this is, you know, typically trends, you can't expect the entire season the Jets won't score in the first quarter. This yeah. is one of those where maybe if you're feeling really frisky, I'm talking really frisky, mm-hmm. maybe you take a Jets first quarter bet. Maybe mm-hmm. they do have an opening drive, and that helps your over situation. Well, they are going to be getting points. So, um, I just like I said, I like this because of the because of the spread, mm-hmm. right? None of us, not one person, thinks the Jets are going to win this game. This is this is not an impossible feat if you're a Jets fan, and I don't want to break your hearts that badly. It's not impossible because the Titans do have holes on their defense, and if their offense is injured, they could exploit them. This team is just still too young. The coaching staff is still trying to figure out what to do. Zach Wilson is still making rookie mistakes. That I like. I like both of these plays. All, especially the six and a half. <laughs> all I'm asking for is that the Jets don't. There's nowhere to go but up, and I'm just asking for them to go up. I don't care how slight it is. I'm just asking them to show up a little bit. And you know, at home, yeah, the stadium is going to be pretty empty. Um, I think that yeah, this could be a game where the Jets bounce back. I almost played their team total, but surprisingly, the books are shading in a direction of an over game script. If you look at the team totals, Jets team total is listed at 18 and a half. Does that sound like something that a team that got shut out the week prior? Yeah. I think that this, I, I don't think that the public, true. it's very easy to look. Jets got shut out, and before that, they scored six points. They're bad. But then again, when you look at the Titans, how come no one's talking about giving up 30 points to the Seahawks, sure. 38 to the Cardinals, and then whatever they did last week with uh, a quarterback with no feet? Right, yeah. <laughs> very exactly. interesting, guys. Zach, you want to weigh in on, uh, on your picks? My picks. Yeah, let's do it, Jens. So, my first one. Kind of a surprise play here, but I saw this. It kind of jumped out to me. Taking the football team, minus one and a half, at the Atlanta Falcons. This will be a half-unit play. It's currently a uh, minus one on DK if you want that All right, instead. so I'm minus one. All right. Minus one. Help, I'm helping all of us Thank out. I got, I got DK open, that's why. Yep. And this is the weekly reminder to Odd Shop. Odd mm-hmm. Shop, absolutely. Yep. So after having to watch this team, as in the Falcons, in full, in two of the first three weeks... I can tell you that the Falcons are dead. 
All right? <laughs> Matt Ryan's arm is dead. Arthur Smith's offense is dead. Everything about the Falcons are just screwing me top five draft picks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I saying this because they beat the Giants? <laughs> a little hurt. <laughs> the lowly, awful, no good Giants. Again, they needed the final two minutes, though. Definitely yeah, a part of the to answer. To a yeah. degree. Yeah. I'm not going not gonna to lie. Sure. Uh, but their defense, despite only giving up 14 points to the Giants last week, have given up the second most passing touchdowns this season. Uh, they are the 24th ranked offense in the NFL. Uh, the football team defense has been missing this year, but I think this is the perfect get-right game. Atlanta does not have an identity. After a dismantling by the Bills, I can really see Washington hanging tough on the road and winning this game with ease. I just feel like I am fading the Falcons. They have shown me absolutely nothing this year to show that they are a competent football team. Um, I really think that Washington is going to have their way with them. Uh, despite their defensive struggles this year, really, I am relying on seeing the football team of old coming in and dominating this offense. Uh, to me, it just seems like Falcons do not have an offensive identity right now, besides screen passes mm. to Cordell Patterson. Calvin Ridley doesn't look like he wants to go over the middle. Matt Ryan oh, yeah. doesn't seem like he can throw a deep ball. To me, it just seems like this is just a mess, and I think the football team is going to take advantage and pounce on it. So give me football team minus one for a half unit. Isn't it crazy how how different the two weeks are you know last week i was sitting here being uh, saying that matt ryan disgusts me seeing him play football actually hurts he's so fucking bad i agree i don't think last week i I don't think he did anything spectacular isn't it crazy too that i was so high on arthur smith i was saying you know early in the season i'm gonna make money on the falcons well the money is betting against the falcons they absolutely suck cordero patterson is the starting running back don't be fooled by anyone else um, he literally plays more snaps, runs routes, and maybe isn't getting out. He is getting out carried, but he's pretty much the starting running back. So, Zach, I do. It's not Fat Mike. Uh, it is not. <laughs> he doesn't play. <laughs> I here's the thing with with Washington. I know Ron Rivera is pissed off, and aside from right a gimme field goal from the Giants, the team will be zero and three, right? So the t- and and ironically yeah. enough, the Falcons too. Another two minute drill against the Giants. They'd also be facing, uh, you know, it'd be the wounded duck game between these two guys. Um, So I think with Rivera's coaching advantage might give them that advantage for this game. I just worry about... It's so funny because the the football team... I keep wanting to say the R word. uh, The football team did defense so well once upon a time. The Falcons did offense so well once upon a time. And it's like these teams are like these like weird mirror shadow versions of themselves. (laughs) When their weakest length was their biggest strength. And, And my... My takeaway with just betting these teams going forward, you know, no matter who they're playing, is just, you know, who, who, what is their identity now that that strength has been taken away? For all intents and purposes, Washington should be amazing on defense. The Falcons have the talent, the personnel, the same quarterback that led them to the Super Bowl not too long ago. On offense, they should be good. It's hard for me to take a side on this one. Um, I, I might even lean Falcons only because they're the dog. They're giving me a little bit more bang for my buck if I want to bet them. It's, and they're home. It's a point. But the, the yeah, thing it's a is, pick that, that's the thing. And as soon as I know, as soon as like I rule out Taylor Heineke and say he sucks and all that stuff, which I, I do think, um, you know, he's probably yeah. put on some some kind of a show against that terrible. Falcons I just defense. when I look at this game, I look at it as the football team does not have to play their best game to win. Mm, okay. That's really what it comes down to. Where I look at the Falcons would have to play their best game to win. Yeah, gotcha. I, mean, I can see it. That's really what it comes down to. And for basically a pick em, to me, the football team, which still just feels so terrible saying, yeah. can't wait till they have a real team name next year. Uh, <laughs> they they should yeah. 
win this game. And I, the fact that it's really laying absolutely no juice, yeah. it's one point, they should win this game. I do I do like Washington coming off a loss, going for a win, and then the Falcons coming off a win. And they're, for, they're probably going to take, take the other. For those wondering, the model makes Washington minus three and a half. Wow. As a as a play, so a little wrong team favored there. So, John, I know you and Zach have four plays. Lay, lay another yeah, one on me. I'm going to go back. So I mentioned the Jets. Now i got to talk about, uh prayers up for New York Giants, <laughs> wherever they are. Why do we have to talk about that? They, yeah. they, I, they, so I close your they ears. They don't exist. <laughs> they, they were on the field much on Eli Manning Day, uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, against the aforementioned Falcons. And, and why do I like the Saints? I'm putting um, – I'm going to put a half unit on this one. Why do I like the Saints giving seven points against these these hapless Giants? <laughs> um, well, a number of reasons. This is going to be a, and, and people know this, a massive emotional game for New Orleans. Um, it's the first time they're coming back to the Superdome, um, not only after COVID, but also after Hurricane Ida. Oh, um, God, this, this, right. is yeah. a, this is a city that really gets up for... Um, their team, the fans are going to be going wild. This, this literally, I could close my eyes. I swear to God, guys, and I could fucking picture it. I could see this going. It's like Daniel Jones in the third quarter, and he's looking at Jason Garrett going, "I don't know what the fuck you're saying." Yep. It's so loud because yeah. he would have thrown a turnover last drive that turned into a touchdown. Either way, I'm going down a rabbit hole. Um, what I'm worried about with the Giants, I mean, are a number of things. This is me fading the Giants and also the Saints in a very opportunistic spot for them. The Saints seem like this Jekyll and Hyde team now, right? They're a team that can put up a lot of points. They could disappear for a game. They could come back. This is a, a, a game where I don't know if the Giants' defense, again, a defense that was expected to be a strength, is going to be any good. The Giants cannot get pass rush. Um, they cannot get pressure enough to the quarterback. Jameis Winston can make some magic. Um, when he's, you know, um, when he's able to, to move around the field. I do think that Jameis might run into some um, turnover problems. Um, I know the Giants usually pick a, pick on quarterbacks and make bad decisions with the ball, um, although they've had a case of the drops the past mm. couple of weeks. Um, but I don't think the Giants' defense is, is ready to, once again, with, with the team down 14 nothing and the offense looking listless for drive after drive after drive, be able to hold an explosive Saints offense that's got a dyna- dynamic back in Alvin Kamara uh, and some frisky receivers. I mean, Zach, we've been watching Giants games for years. I mean, I can't remember the last time they even beat the Saints. I feel like every time they played the Saints, I know it was with Drew Brees. Now, this is never this might be win. like a, a trivia, and of course, if you're a big Giants fan, I'm sure you're, you're loving all this, but um, <laughs> was the last time the Giants played in New Orleans that crazy like 51-50 to yep. 50 game? Was it really the, last, the very the last time? where I made a DFS lineup of all Giants. <laughs> wow. That's I'm awesome. actually going to check that out. Yeah. As, yeah. as so, I'm handicapping, I'm going to look at that stat. But but needless to say, uh, this is, again, another line play. I should make that clear, too. Listen, I'm an, I listen, I'm an emotional Giants fan. I'm not just going to start choosing against the Giants the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. you got to play You're smart with them. it. Yeah. Um, I, I like, again, what the Saints are doing on offense, and I just don't see the Giants' offense themselves turning around well enough. They just signed Isaiah Wilson at right tackle. Also, still figuring out the yeah, they, they don't have an offensive line. That yeah. our number two and number three receivers are hurt. Yeah, Slayton's hurt. Slayton and Sterling Shepard yeah. will yeah. not be playing. Right. And Evan Ingram and is Evan Ingram, nobody. Evan Ingram perpetually hurt. Fun fact yeah. at the stadium, literally when Evan oh, Ingram got taken off the field, the crowd gave us yeah. an ovation. Yeah. You, you know what's they funny? They booed him. When I, said, I said a couple years ago that if Evan Ingram got dropped, no team would pick him up, and uh, I kind of stand by that, but... Got, all right, so that was the the Giants hang yeah. on the rim portion, and, and that's real quick. Twenty sixteen mm-hmm. was the last time. I'm sorry, it's twenty eighteen. They played in New Orleans. They lost thirty three eighteen. Twenty sixteen was at MetLife, a sixteen thirteen. Now you're talking twenty fifteen. That was that famous 
week eight game, fifty-two to forty-nine. In which case, funny enough, that spread was like push. Uh, <laughs> New, or- New Orleans has covered going back to two thousand eleven. New Orleans has covered uh, at least four out of five games. So um, take take the Saints giving seven points and putting a half unit on it. All right, agreed. Agreed. Won't touch the game because it hurts me. But <laughs> the, dare I say, um, you know, model does like Giants plus eight, and also um, this line went down an entire point. It's it opened up at yeah. That's it, why it that's did. why the model likes Giants plus eight. It because, did, yeah. So yeah. So the, basically, the, my my operating procedure with that is I run the numbers on Tuesday. I take whatever bets and then I rerun it on Friday, Saturday, and then early Sunday to see if there's any value that shakes out. From that, but all right, gents, you want my half unit play or one of my one unit plays? I'll let you guys pick. Yeah, give it, give us a halfer. All right, my half unit play. I'm going Panthers plus four and a half at Dem Boys. <laughs> Dem Boys. Panthers are currently getting zero respect. Yes, their opponents have been weak, but currently the number five DVOA defense hmm. defense have been carrying the Panthers. Going against the Cowboys, coming off of an emotional win, not just a win, a stomping hmm. of the Philadelphia Eagles. Cowboys have to give them credit. Their offensive looked rock solid. Defense looked good, but I'm not giving credence to that because it is the Eagles and they looked god awful. Difference to me is the coaching. Mike McCarthy, who Dean has been bashing <laughs> for 12 years yeah, now, he sucks. he's fucking <laughs> terrible. He's lucky his offensive players are as good as they are. To me, all I needed to see was that halftime. Mm-hmm. 55 seconds left, Eagles <laughs> punting. Mike McCarthy has three timeouts. He lets the clock run down to 20 seconds. They punt the ball. He takes a kneel. You just took a possession out of your offense's hands. It's decisions like this which is going yeah. to cost them in a close game. I see this game being at least a field goal game. I think the Panthers are going to hang tough. Yes, there's no Christian McCaffrey, which Dean believes is going to be a, a very big decider in this game. I mean, he's the best running back in football. He's the best so. running back in football. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think yeah. so, too. Yeah, I, I think I'm it's... With, well, I'm with from a, well, from someone who, you know, maintains a model, I, I think it's one of those things where I, you know, I, I downgraded the Carolina offense specifically for a half a point. So, yeah, uh, that being said, while I'm talking about the model, the model agrees with you. I I would make this Cowboys minus a half. I think it's closer to a pick I think it'll be field goal game. I think this game is going to be close, and I think it really is a momentum game. You have the Panthers coming off a game where they lost J.C. Horn, yeah. their rookie corner, who looked pretty promising, mm-hmm. and Christian McCaffrey. But more importantly, I feel like the fact that the Panthers are getting points is kind of disrespectful. Panthers have a very, very good defense, whereas Dallas is the exact opposite. Yes, Dan Quinn has them looking better, but to me, they have not shown that they don't have they don't have a dominant defense, and the Panthers are going to be able to put up points. And for that reason, I want to see how Dallas goes against probably in my opinion, the best defense they're going to face so far. Week one, they did shred the Bucks, but it is week one. I kind of think that's you know it's a little rust. It's it's tough rust to the tires. Yeah, this is uh mm-hmm. this is one of those games where I just feel like the Panthers are completely being undervalued. Hmm. I think it's going to be a close game, four and a half points. Let's see it. Sign I can see okay. a 20 20 win. I can see even maybe a little bit higher, but I want to see how Dallas performs, uh, especially because I truly think that they're going to have a hard time. Uh, running the ball. So that's uh no that's re- that's really interesting. You know what's funny as soon as uh Christian McCaffrey got hurt last game um I saw that happening. I went right to my sports book and was like, "Oh, I know. I'll get the Cowboys now. Yeah. It'll shoot up to 7 cuz CMC's out or yeah. you know, public's going to overreact and then um I'll make money there." The public didn't overreact. I actually got it at 3 and a half and minus 210 and currently it's minus 4 and a half and minus 210. So I'll ask one question, Zach. Do you think that the Panthers 3 knows a little, little bit fraudulent? 
This uh, early? you know what? They've not played a great. They've not played great teams, but okay. I feel like they've kind of rose to the occasion and mm-hmm. won. Convincing. The Saints game has to count for something. You know, okay. they they beat the shit out of the Saints. They made okay. them look silly. So yeah, I, fair, I, fair enough. I think this is uh, once again. I, 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 we also have to realize if there's two teams in the league that Vegas is always going to throw in a mm-hmm. little extra, mm-hmm. little extra, you know, butter on it's, because it's, it's America's team. Yeah, true. It's going to be the Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There are, those two are the public darlings. There, there are other yeah. public darlings too that have emerged uh, this year. I know I the, so pa- the, Patriots the Packers, the Niners, yeah. the Patriots, the Bucks. They definitely all get bet up a lot. And I, I do have some stats about teams that are undefeated ATS. And fun fact, this is the game featuring two of them. So the two teams that are undefeated ATS are Dallas, Denver, and Carolina. They're playing each other. Teams that are 0-3 against the spread are the Jaguars, the Jets, and the Kansas City Chiefs. So that will take Ah. me right to my one-unit play. So just for clarification, my first play was actually um, for a half-unit. So this is my one-unit play. I am going the Chiefs. Minus six and a half for minus one twenty, and there is a reason for that. Uh, I'm going to propose something at the end of the Big Bang se- segment, which okay. I am putting my money where my mouth is. I know the Dean heads out there chirping me for being two and seven so far in the season in the Big Bank, although I'm three and zero oh in the Dog Pound. But anyway, I am buying the hook, and here's why. It's a fifteen cent hook. That's really no problem, honestly. Sports books don't really protect um, the seven versus six and a half that hard as much as a three versus three and a half. And I will actually get into that math in a little bit. So, yeah. So I'm going Kansas City minus six and a half. This opened at five and a half, real, real early. I had posted Chiefs minus six before the Monday night game, and then it shot up to seven and a half. Um, so if you follow us on Instagram at WinningTXPod, you have a KC minus six. So of course I wanted to give you the handicap if you did tail during that as well. So um, where do I start here? Andy Reid, um, you know, had a medical scare last game. Maybe he wasn't feeling his best. Maybe that contributed to some of the the fluky things that happened in that Chargers game. Um, so now he's back in in better health. I think the the guys maybe getting that kind of more uh, mortality scare are gonna go up and play hard for him. That's kind of like an emotional human thing. Uh, the one other thing that's a, a real emotional thing is that the the Chiefs have to have this game. They have their sights set on the Super Bowl starting one and two. I don't think that they're overreacting, but at the same time, Mahomes looks dumbfounded on certain plays. He's on the bench, sitting there watching the defense getting boobed. He's sitting there with his mouth dro- jaw dropped, being like, "What the hell is this? I didn't sign up for this. I want to dominate." I think that we get a really strong performance on the Chiefs. Um, this week coming up. Plus, we got three key Eagles injuries on the offensive line. All of them limited participation. Lane Johnson. Um, I actually don't have the other ones handy, but the the vital, Eagles. Vital guys. The Eagles offensive line are all old. There, I said it. Uh, they got rid of Jason <laughs> Peters this year because he got hurt literally in every game last year. And all the guys and in the, was old. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's like thirty nine. All yeah. the guys on the Eagles offensive line are old. Um, and here is a a great stat right here. Penalties have been brutal for the Eagles. They are first in the NFL with 11.7 penalties per game, an average of 77.3 yards per game, and five first downs given up a game on penalties. And a lot of that is when when you have 
rookie offensive lineman or or practice team offensive lineman coming into the game. Yeah. They hold, they get beat, they fall start, they don't know the cadence. And then also you get Jalen Hurts. We we talked about him a lot off air. Yeah. He doesn't really throw the ball. He pushes the ball downfield outside the numbers, mm-hmm. which is interception territory. Um, of course, on an out to Devonta Smith, he threw right. a brutal pick six. He's, a, he's afraid to throw inside the numbers. I believe against San Francisco, he had zero pass attempts inside the numbers, which is absolutely insane to me. Yeah. The Eagles constantly miss on wide receivers. Yeah, Devonta Smith had a touchdown week one, but Quez Watkins leads the team in targets. They don't run the ball. Miles Sanders had two carries last game. I just Insane. think this team is poorly co- poorly coached, and uh, just it's it's not going to happen. I think that the uh, the long gone are the days of the dog masks in uh, Lincoln Financial Field. Oh, I think that the Eagle, uh, excuse me, the Kansas City Chiefs go in there and romp them by multiple touchdowns. Yeah. So I am, I am buying the hook, and I will reveal why in a little bit. But I got. The Kansas City Chiefs for one unit, minus six and a half, minus one twenty. Dean, I'm I'm with you, and I'm so with you. I I am also betting a unit that's going to be one of my big bank plays. I'm taking the seven. Fuck it, minus nice. one hundred five odds. I do think part of me wanted to buy this line up a little bit, but I got a little cute last week with an Eagles game, and I don't want to get burned again. I learned a lot about the Eagles um, on Monday night, and um, I think that helps your play too, Zach, and not giving too much credit to Dallas. Just saying Dallas caught a very bad Eagles team at home, you know, in prime time on a night that they usually dominate, right? The Eagles had, what was the final score? It was 41-21 to 21 of that game. And those yeah. and seven of those points was on a very fluky, pick technically six. a pick six from Dak mm-hmm. Prescott in the end zone. Um, that's not happening against Patrick Mahomes this week, I think it's safe to say. Um, the Chiefs coming off a loss makes me feel even better about this because the Chiefs are, are now the doormat. Of the AFC West, who saw this coming week four, right? We, we had the Chiefs. I think we even said to bet the Chiefs over like 12 wins. And now they pretty yeah. much have to win out <laughs> to no, get no. that. So, something like yeah. that, right? Um, either way, the Chiefs are definitely coming. They're at something. This is a get-up moment, right? Mm-hmm. This Chiefs dynasty, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. We can't lose these guys now, right? Let's 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 get up. Let's go. The Raiders are looking great. The Chargers are looking great. Mm. The Broncos are looking great. Every team on paper, looks better than the Chiefs right now. So this is a great get-right game. Let's pound this opponent. The Eagles have they have no idea what to do with Jalen Hurts. The old coaching staff had no idea. This coaching staff is the same way. Maybe it's just something with these these Bama mm. running quarterbacks or and, something. And may I interject, too, yeah. today the rumor mill was a buzz with uh, the Eagles owner saying that he has green-lighted a trade for Deshaun Watson if the if wow. the Eagles could do that. Yeah, there you could go. they could get one season with him before he goes to jail. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think the NFL will let him play, honestly. I think that if he does get traded, they're nah, going to really, put yeah. him on the commissioner list. Right. That's, that's, all, that's crazy talk, I think, for the Eagles. Um, but but the reason why I bring that up yeah. is because I feel like that's in Jalen Hurts' head. He's seeing these reports sure. and going like, oh, my God, he, I think he's going to try to force the ball into some bad situations. Oh, you're, t- you're telling me the Eagles are uh, making a quarterback second-guess himself? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that guy's currently doing it in Indianapolis. So, um, I, like I said, the, and, and it goes back. You're going to see a lot of my plays are very much line plays. But I do like a juggernaut, again, a Super Bowl contender against a team that looks like it kind of shot its nut early in week one and hasn't quite reached those heights since and will struggle to get through. The Eagles are kind of looking like that bottom-dweller team mm-hmm. that we thought they were going to be. So I love Chiefs at minus seven, and I would probably take – I would honestly probably take it to two possessions. 
I think I think we could have a lot of fun if we just buy into that narrative. As long I will say this, as long as Andy Reid is okay to coach too. I don't mm-hmm. know He is, he's who, fine. Yeah, he he's is, right. he's fine. Okay. I don't know who would be next in line, but we we need we need Reid back out there. Well see the funny thing is, um I did buy the hook and I will explain it at the end, of course. You mm-hmm. makes you stay stay tuned for this one. But John, you said they're a bottom dweller. The the Eagles are team number twenty eight in my power rankings. Mm-hmm. While the Falcons, the team that they beat, are team 29 in the power rankings. Mm-hmm. So I, I tend to agree with you. Yeah. All right, gents. How many plays we each got left? One, I got right? two. I got one. Oh, you got two. Oh, Zach's got two. I, I got, got two. two. I got one more. So this one is indeed, it's a tie. It's a tie. Ooh. I love both of these next two plays equally. Um, but this one might be a little bit of a surprise here because I'm calling it right now. There's a team in Baltimore that I'm calling it right now. They Ooh. are frauds. Ooh, fraud alert. Fraud, fraud alert. They are two plays the two plays away, literally, two plays away from being an 0-3 team. Yep. I'm talking about the Baltimore Ravens, who are going to mile high. Literally had to correct myself as we started recording because I got this at minus one. Turns out they are now an underdog. I'm going Broncos plus one at home. The number two DVOA defense going up against... Backspasm Jackson, I'm calling him. Because he's hurt because he flew into the end zone. Yeah. So he's literally coming off of a miracle win in Detroit. Thanks to one, a non call of the play clock expiring, which set up the literal longest field goal in NFL history. Crazy. I mean, you can't get more lucky than that against the lowly Detroit Lions. Are you kidding me? It's unbelievable. Uh I know what you're thinking, Broncos admittedly shitty schedule, but what have they done with that shitty schedule? They've dominated. They've only allowed an average of 8.2 points per game through wow. three games. Yep. This is a That's bad crazy. spot for Baltimore. If you want to take credence in the whole traveling east to west, in addition, you have to worry about Lamar's back and the altitude at mile high. Mm-hmm. I think this game is going to be a laugher. I'm calling it a laugher, gents. Look at your alternate lines. I do not think the Broncos have to do that much on offense to win the game. I think that they hold the Ravens in check and win by at least a touchdown. Also, love the under of 44 and a half. Mm-hmm. That's not a play, but it's a little extra tidbit. Oh, I like that. I think the yeah. Broncos win this game. To me, this screams like a like a 20 to 14, maybe a, a 28, okay. 10. With the injury to Lamar Jackson, which I think they're kind of keeping hush-hush, mm-hmm. if he's going to be running the ball with an injury against that defense, Lamar Jackson might be missing time. Because this defense is nothing to joke about. I think the Broncos show up big at home. They win this game by at least seven. Wow. Yeah, and here is That's the bold, here is the arbitrary stat of the Denver Broncos in the last I don't even know how many years this is, but they are nineteen and five ATS in September at Mile High Stadium. That is their thing. Wow. It's hard to not be in the flow of the season and also come to Mile High and play in that altitude. I absolutely love it. That was a game that I kind of skipped. Originally, and uh, now I will have to be playing on that. You yeah. have to. I'm telling you, loyal, loyal. Is this Zach your mortal lock? Mm-hmm. Oh, last time I said that, it was a big loser. <laughs> so I'm not gonna say it's my mortal lock. But I'm yeah. just saying this way. <laughs> this game, I absolutely love it. I cannot believe the Broncos are now underdogs. I think once again, we're gonna talk about Vegas public darlings. Everyone sees Ravens. They think points. They think domination. It's mm-hmm. not the same Ravens teams. Their defense is not the same. And their offense, they're going to have to rely on Lamar Jackson I'm passing the ball. This is not the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs defense. I mean, we, we didn't say it outright, but everyone knows it. They needed a 
NFL record field goal in order to beat and the Lions. a missed penalty before that. Yeah, yes. right. It the was delay the, game, they literally right? went past three seconds on the clock. Wow. Yeah, poor Detroit. So so that's so so you can consider this a one game blip for the Ravens. Zach is gone. I've been watching them all season. It's not a blip. This is how this team plays. That's it. That's take, them. Take the team that's riding a high. I mean. I think the Broncos are going to have some tough sledding. I do have more on them in the dog pound. Ooh, um, little wolf wolf. Hey, honestly, say say no more. Say save it for that. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. I went one unit play. I went a half unit play, and now I'm going one and a half unit plays. And this one is, um, I have I have a lot of I don't do anything by accident. I have a lot of reasons for a lot of things. And here I am. I kind of was. I blew my load. I walked into John's house talking about this. So I'm going to go with the Rams minus two and a half for minus 155 for one and a half units. Couple things, a lot to unpack here. Ready? One is that this line has moved. It opened around six for minus what? So whenever I say it, this is the number, that's what the minus 110 number is, right? So minus 110 opened at six. It's down right now currently in New Jersey. It's at minus four for minus 110 and minus three and a half for minus 110. So what does that tell us? That tells us that the line is in the process of moving, right? So for the for the benefit of the show, we're recording right now Thursday night. You know, maybe tomorrow morning you wake up and this two and a half is better odds or different odds, or maybe the line moves in another direction. But it's going to be one of those things here. The reason why I'm condoning this is from a mathematical standpoint. To buy down from three and a half to three, the sports book is charging you thirty cents to the dollar, right? So that's actually a bad that's a bad hook. You know, you're buying a hook, you're char- you're getting charged up for a, for it, for a little bit, but to go even one step further down to minus one fifty five, that's only fifteen cents to get from from the real key number over a key number. So really, if you think about it like this. Zach segment, great. Everyone loves it. He teases through typically one or two key numbers. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm kind of mini teasing through a key number for only 45 cents on the dollar. Not bad at all. I am laying 155, so therefore, I am increasing my unit size to get a better return there. So this is one where I think that this is extremely likely. And now, that was the math portion. I told you off the top that I was going <laughs> to do that. That's the reason. And... It's good to break that down that way, though. So, so the reason it's not just hey, I, I like this number, and I'm you know picking out of a, a, I'm just throwing a dart at a board. There was a, very deliberate there, and honestly, there's I wrote my notes and knew like how they do in WWE where they raise a new champion. The Rams <laughs> are now my number one team in nice. my power rankings after the Chiefs are one and two. I just can't condone that. Um, I, the model makes this one. Actually, a little bit more of a laugher than people would think, but it's just because I am so high on the Rams. I have the Rams minus 6.5, which I will be also betting that in my personal ledger. Um, that'll probably be plus odds there. I actually debated doing a half unit on the Rams, like minus 7 or minus 6.5, somewhere in that range, but I am going to go with the Rams minus 2.5. And, and guys, I will explain at the end of the Big Bang statement why... I went for all these alternate lines here. I have a gambit that I want to propose to John and Zach at the end of the segment. So you guys want to stay tuned for that? Awesome. I like. I listen. I, I like that a lot. It's it's taking it. I mean, listen. It's my Super Bowl pick, right? It's taking a team that and we had talked off pod. I was actually thinking about taking the Cardinals in this one, and they were getting four and a half points. It was the last time I was considering mm-hmm. it, and only because I've talked ad nauseum about uh, this division, the NFC West, and how tightly knit these these teams play um the cardinals obviously are no i, I was wrong about them they're three and zero. um they're no slouches could the rams walk away with this one i totally can see that i don't see the cardinals just outright winning um had a dog pound play was also thinking about that too 
only because every Goliath must fall to David at least at some point, which is what the Bucks did to the Rams last week. Well, right? well, well so, let me um, let me go ahead and say this though, because yeah. uh, I didn't at any point actually break down the teams. Gotcha. In my opinion, think about it like this: if the Vikings hit that field goal, right? Yeah. They the Cardinals now are two and one. The Cardinals, the way yes, they beat they won and covered against the Jaguars, right? The yeah. lowly Jaguars. But how did they do it? They underplayed in the first half. They kicked a 70-yard field goal pretty much and gave up a touchdown that way. It's just one of those things where I just don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. This is going to be a literal chess match, and we have the best coach in my model and Sean McVay at 2.75 points towards the overall spread versus Cliff Kingsbury, who is making decisions like that. I think that this yeah. could be a complete laugher, just like Zach just said about the other yeah. game. I, I think that the Rams could absolutely destroy them. I get it, John. I get yeah. the whole thing. But this Cardinals team could very well be 1-2 and two and not 3-0. and oh. It fits too into your narrative because you you know you're all about the Titans being a bad defense, and that is kind of the re- you're, so you're saying week mm-hmm. one was not really the Cardinals doing amazing Kyler Murray things. It's more the de- you know the defense is allowing them to to kind of get you nailed it. I already trounced right. on the on the Titans yeah. um, off the top. I think that was more of a Titans bad sure. than a Cardinals good. No, that's good. That's I mean that's consistency, right? The Cardinals are a team that I've just I am not I do not know enough about, which is why I didn't mm-hmm. want to take this. Even though I want to take my Rams, you know the Rams. Yep. The Rams are supposed to be. They're going to be a Super Bowl team. Anyway, I still think that's a that's a great play in in uh, looking at it in a different light. My last play, I think Zach and I have the same play, so I'll tee us off a little bit here. Listen, it's the game of the fucking week. It's Tom Brady it's back in New England. Year. It's the game of the fucking year. He's playing Bill Belichick for the first time, probably the only time in his career, and his team is giving six and a half points to the Patriots, which I think I think is low. I'm taking the Bucks at six and a half. I'm taking it for a half unit, minus one fifteen odds. Um, as much as Bill Belichick is, you know, this mastermind, and he gave it's actually really funny. Quick segue on YouTube, I saw um, he was doing, you know, like a you know weekly presser and you know answering these bullshit questions that the media always asks. And someone asked him about um, what he said. It was like as a tangent, but what? It, tell me why that you've most NFL teams, if not all of them create a roster spot specifically for a long snapper. When I tell you, I listen to the whole goddamn thing. Bill Belichick answered that question, eight-minute-long response yeah. as to the history of the long snapper. And you know what? That probably pissed him off, too. He, yeah. <laughs> like, like he, that's the kind of stuff that, that a lot of these coaches want to answer. If, if I could but, if I could have a quick side <laughs> sidetrack here, fun yeah. fact, I was our long snapper in high school and also hey. the place kicker. So the first day of practice when I went out and they said field goal team, um, there was 10 men in the huddle, and they were like, yeah. who's the long snapper? I raised my hand, and then I stopped being the kicker because of that. <laughs> so shout out to the long snappers out there. there uh, think is. a long snapper in your life right now. It's, a, it's an important thing. He went through, I'm trying to remember the details, of course, it's late in the night. Um, but it's a great option. Maybe put that on our, our uh, Instagram and Twitter page, a link to that whole response. All this to say that Belichick, uh, unfortunately, he can scheme all he wants against the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. But the fact of the matter is it goes more than just Tom Brady. I'm looking at the Buccaneers are just a better overall team probably in every phase of the game, every position on the offense, defense, and special teams than the Patriots are now. I think that coming off of a loss, again, to another juggernaut like the Rams, a team they very well might face in the playoffs, um, I'm, I'm really liking these teams like coming off of either losses or just having some emotions riding into the game. And Bruce Aarons is that type of, you know, cigar-smoking, kangle-wearing 
uh, Kengel hat wearing coach that's gonna go. All right, Brady, throw for 500 yards this fucking game. We're not gonna run at all. Just just keep slinging it. Embarrass these guys. Like they like they seem like buds that they're gonna do something like that. And narratives aside, Bill Belichick's team is having a really tough season. I'm getting shades of those Cleveland Brown days, right? Um, Mac Jones having a bad game last week. Not gonna focus too too hard on that you know rookies do rebound after a while but who knows maybe this is the start of a trend with some turnovers i just think the the bucks defense is going to flummox them and i don't know what answers if any the patriots will have i certainly don't see them winning i mean that would be a massive upset bucks at six and a half though again i love the number i'm liking all these i i'm very chalked this week i'm taking touchdown favorites uh but you know like I said, money's money. I'm also leading the big bank after three weeks, so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on these picks. I I think that I know Zach. You'll have more to add, um, but this is just not. I would I would hazard if this was maybe later in the season, mm. we'd have a little bit more juice here. We'd give the Patriots probably a little bit more credence to what they're doing. Belichick teams usually pick up around October too, so this is kind of time to pick it up. Not this week though. Um, I'm going to be keeping an eye on the Patriots, the, you know, the rest of this month, and then probably picking them in a future play. But for now, Bucks six and a half. Well said. So, Boston fans <laughs> literally paid to put a billboard up outside of Gillette Stadium that says, and I quote. The owl is no longer wise without his goat. Wow. Wow. Oh, that takes balls. Damn. Literally <laughs> taking a dig at Bill Belichick's lifetime 62-74 and 74 yep. lifetime record as head coach without Tom Brady. Damn. Wow. Listen, it's going to be a bloodbath. I don't care if it's six and a half, seven points. The Bucks are going to run this score up. This is more than football right here. <laughs> this is the all-time debate. How long did we hear? Oh, is Belichick the same without Brady? Right. Is Brady the same without Chicken Belichick? Now, yeah. well, guess what? Last year it was proven. It's Tom Brady. Bill Belichick is still a football mastermind. But this game, I'm telling you, when Brady throws a touchdown pass, the crowd is going to cheer. There's yeah. no chance they are fucking booing Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. It's not happening. They Listen, can't. That's that. It almost negates you, the home would you field. Would you put it past a Boston fan, though, to do something stupid I'm telling like you right that. now, 100%, they're cheering Brady. I yeah. bet whatever money you want to fucking yeah. take right. my big bank bankroll. You also <laughs> not booing Tom Brady. Also, think about it like this, John. They <laughs> are. He was on the team for what yeah, seventeen they, I mean, listen, years. They should. Uh, there are there they are should. literal that's there are literal eighteen year olds named Tom after <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady, so in, Brady in that area. Literally, I yeah. think about it this way: if Derek Jeter went to like I don't the, know, it wouldn't, oh, even, yeah. it wouldn't even be yeah, like it wouldn't a, be the Red Sox. No, I would say it's a completely different division. It'd be like if Derek Jeter went to the San Diego Padres and came back to Yankee Stadium. Hit home runs against the Yankees, they cheer him. And yeah. you know what? When fucking Tino Martinez was playing on the Cardinals, <laughs> I was at a game and he hit a home run and he got a standing ovation at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> Just to show us, when you win with a franchise at that magnitude, you are a legend forever. Mm-hmm. When you win six Super Bowl championships, I mean, which, yeah. honestly, six probably will never be done again by the same player. <laughs> seven, uh, seven. Never <laughs> fucking happening again. Never. Unless Jesus Christ himself comes down and puts on a fucking football uniform. <laughs> this game is going to be an absolute rout. I'm sorry. Let's, let's take emotion out of it. Let's just look at the talent of the two rosters. I don't care about Bill Belichick and what he's going to scheme up. You have to realize... Brady knows what's coming. He knows what Bill Belichick is going to say. He knows how he's going to prep. He knows everything about the Patriots. 
inside and out. And the only problem is that Mac Jones is at the helm. Yeah. Not yeah. Tom Brady. I do not see this game being remotely close. I personally think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. I'd be very, very surprised if... Not only will I say I'd be surprised if they don't cover, I'd be surprised if this wasn't a two-score-plus blowout. I really would. I yeah. do not okay. see this game going any other way. Maybe last week if I saw a little more promise from the Patriots against the Saints, Mac Jones throw. You don't think Mac Jones is going to be shitting his fucking pants <laughs> playing against Tom Brady? Yeah. Oh, I know I the would. Magnitude He's of literally it all. the successor. He's the successor to Tom Brady. He is going to be probably more in awe than he is mm. ready to play that game. If the Patriots if, if the Patriots can cover, they have my respect. All right. Let alone win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the Patriots Bucks hour. Guys, honestly, okay. if you're listening to this and you're not you're not jacked up to go ahead and place that wager right now. I, I know I did right now. But yeah, also um it deserves to be said too, not only is it a Tom Brady revenge game, it's a Antonio Brown revenge game who had one <laughs> cup of tea on the Patriots one time. Um he actually had a, right. a, a, a amazing stat line in that game. I believe it was in Miami, uh what over a hundred yards and multiple touchdowns. So gonna be gonna be very interesting. Uh the one thing too to mention is um I think the problem with the Patriots offense and of course if you listen back to last week and you know me very well um, you could hear the hesitation when I was telling Zach, oh, you know, I upgraded the Patriots offense. I, I, I was all out of sorts last week. Well, let's not even talk about that. But, yeah, the Patriots offense is in trouble, and I think that this Bucks pass rush specifically will affect Mac Jones yeah. a lot. Um, I could almost see this playing out to an under game uh, because I don't think the, the Patriots are going to hang with them. But, guys, I teased it off the top, and I will give you... Gentlemen in the room, a, a my gambit. I am calling this one the put up or shut up week. I am two and seven in the bank, big bank. Everybody knows that. I am going three and zero this week, and if not, it will be treated as an zero and three. That's right, everyone. If I don't go three and zero this week in the big bank, I will be singing the outro next week. There it is, dropping it. Hold on. That's my nuts hitting the fucking table. There it is. Big bounce back here. Wow. Okay. I am going three and zero, and if not, it will be treated as an zero and three, and I will I will sing the the okay. I will sing the outro. Wow, that's bold, man. I mean, listen, I think you're going three and zero, but um, I mean, I literally went zero and three last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. But so, so but you don't even going two and one, you still would be zero and three. That's no no no. The regular plays will count towards yeah. the big bank, but I will sing the outro. If I don't go three and zero, I will oh, sing the outro. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Oh, so you're just okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. No. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Hey. Let's. Let's. <laughs> I got a couple songs in mind. Let's do it. There I it think is. Dean singing WAP would be wonderful. Oh, I know. Wow. I was gonna say we haven't we haven't had like a punishment. For Nobody sang week. last year. You know what? Yeah, you know what we, it was through Zoom. It just rang hollow because you could edit all, and you could pause. To do. Yeah. We also, we also, we also <laughs> lost a cast member for four weeks. Yeah. Called Joe. Love you. Yeah. Definitely. But guys, um, I I am undefeated though in the dog pound, and I want to hear some barking. The dog pound. You might as well just rewind the podcast because Zach already broke this play down. My uh, my big dog pound this week is going to be the Denver Broncos. Why? I do think that the Broncos had a you know cupcake schedule. They might have played in NFL history the three worst teams back to back to back. But the Ravens, um, as I mentioned before, just needed, yeah, just needed an NFL record winning kick with a non call delay of game penalty mm. in order to beat. Uh, a currently winless team. Again, one thought to be one of the worst teams ever. I'm going to give Von Miller against, uh, you know, and that Broncos defense against a banged-up Ravens offense and Lamar Jackson. Um, we're just talking about just a win at home, too. 
It, it all is a recipe for success. I'm big on the uh, the favorites this week. So this is like the lowest underdog. I don't even think it's plus odds, funny enough. Yeah, they're minus 105. That's I'm, okay. ta- I'm taking the Broncos to win. That's my dog fan. I love that, and obviously I do because I have them as well. <laughs> but for the first time, I think, ever in history, I have a team in each one of my segments because mm. I have the Panthers and Zach's fat lock. I have the Panthers in the Big Bang getting four and a half. And motherfucker, we're going with the wow. Panthers money line. Wow. I love that. 170. <laughs> that so is definitely boy, a record. Boy, wow. If the Panthers win, your boy is going to be seeing fucking green for a week. And I'm going to have to call a doctor because my erection is definitely wow. going to be lasting more than four hours. Wow. And one of these, you so know what? Give I, me the fucking Panthers. Oh, go ahead. No, Zach, you might be onto something. You might just be the Panthers guy. Like, you you called your shot week two, Panthers-Saints, and you were like, you know what? Panthers are going to cover not only that, but they might win. And, like, you were all we're high on them. Shot. And now here you are again. Maybe you're just a Panthers insider. I, I think they're becoming the new Bears, which is terrible. <laughs> but no, I just to me they're two very evenly yeah. matched teams. Mm-hmm. I don't see why it's not a field goal game. And fuck it, right. for plus one seventy, yeah. not one twenty, right. not one thirty. It's pretty good. It's fucking almost two to one odds on the Panthers. And I think these, I think the Panthers are an overall better rounded team than the Cowboys because their offense is competent and their defense mm-hmm. is even better than their offense. Where Dallas, yeah. it is a clear divide between which unit is running that team. I'm taking the Panthers money line plus one seventy. Yeah. Oh, give me it. Love Let's it. Let's go. Also, I don't know how we didn't mention this in all the Panthers talk. They just traded for C.J. Anderson. Yeah, yeah he's um, um he's a nobody only because, yes, he was a former first-round pick, but it was a first-round pick from the Jaguars. Sure. Can't, can't do anything right. And I think that's, that's more... round pick for anybody else. Yeah, I think that's more of a, a, a panic to J.C. Horn being I'll, hurt. I'll, yeah, well, they're definitely covering up that. I'll say this, though. I mean, these guys were drafted highly for a reason. There must be right. some sort of intangible well, skills... To, they to could that, maybe pull out of him. I to, trust Matt. To that, I would argue that DeAndre Baker and Mike Hughes are the dime well, and nickel no, back on Kansas no, City. No, no, so, but right. guys, for my dog pound, I know everyone's waiting for it. This is why I go last. I have honors. Three and zero this year. I was ten and six last year, and here we go. One of these things is not like the other, right? I'm gonna read you win loss straight up as a home team in the last what is this six years? So since 2015, and there's a reason for that. Ready? What? Which team doesn't really fit here? New England, Green Bay, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Minnesota. That's right, boys. We're going back to back. Vikings home dog. <laughs> a woof woof. Mike. Z- and since I picked two that 2015, that's the year that Mike Zimmer became the coach. Yep. Uh, the Vikings at home, notoriously good track record. Uh, the Vikings, honestly, aside from two boneheaded, heartbreaking plays away from a 3-0, and they're probably the best, and now my bias is shining through here, they might be the best under 500 team uh, in the league by a lot. Yeah, they really could be 3-0, and and I think that this week it doesn't matter that the Browns are coming to town. The Browns are actually severely limited and also haven't really played anyone. I think the Vikings are going to kind of make them... Uh, I think they'll definitely win. They're not going to make them look silly, but they'll definitely win. They, they also look like a different team at home. Are you worried oh, yeah. a little bit about Kevin Stefanski coaching Cleveland? And not at all. And against his former team? No? No, a only... Be- revenge game? Little Kevin Stefanski revenge? No, and only because he only had like a cup of coffee there. He was not a okay. long-time coordinator. Actually, fun fact, the Vikings had seven offensive coordinators in seven years. So Stefanski was one of those. Oh, yeah, right. Kind of similar to Mike Tomlin. A lot of people think like, oh yeah, Mike Tomlin. He was a Vikings defense coordinator for one year. It doesn't really matter that much. So, okay. yes. So, a woof, woof. We got 
we got the Vikings. Let's go, boys. We got a lot of good plays. I think we're this is a this is a big confidence this, week. This is a meaty, yeah. meaty slate of games. Yeah. And oh yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. This is the best I've felt all year. Yeah. <laughs> I like the card. We I walk, really do. We sure. came we came here today talking about immaculate week and yeah. I think that we we have no head to heads, correct? Nope. No. Yep, no head to heads. This might be the immaculate week. Just, Guys we got two double plays, correct? Yeah. Yep, couple, couple double couple likes. Them, yeah. Good stuff, guys. Another big like that that double we likes have undefeated on the season, listeners. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, me and John had a double like on Denver minus six that I don't think we ever we, mentioned. We addressed, but, but yeah, yes. that was an easy. That was easy a double like. Oh but God. I will say this oh, too. Just as easy as that. I, I will say this as well in the Slack channel right now. Currently, whatever you're doing, go to our Instagram at WinningTXPod. You will find an invite. L- you will find an invitation to the Slack channel. You must click on that and get in there. If you have any questions, you could DM us at WinningTAXPod, of course. But I will say one thing right now. The the closing line value is just insane. Uh, I had Las Vegas Aces at 5.5, and, and I said this will close at 6 or 6.5. Or, excuse me, 6.5 or 7. Um, it got to 6.5. Now it's down to 6. And um, I think you know we're getting close to tip off. It will probably close 6.5. So I was dead right there. Same thing last night. NFL pre, or excuse me, NHL preseason kind of murdered that line as well. Guys, we are making you money. We put our heart and souls on the line each week to give you entertaining audio, which we did again tonight. And also, we're pretty good at this. You know, <laughs> we know a thing or two. We've been doing yeah. this for three and four years. I'm gonna go out and say it. After this week, the winning ticket podcast will be above the 55% line. Oh, Off yeah. to a slow start. Absolutely. John's carrying right. right now. Hey. This is the week we turn it around when the Panthers are going to win me three separate bets. <laughs> Can't wait. I, ha- I have lose. a deep voice, and it is not good for singing. So for me <laughs> to put the singing on the line, I think that that just shows how much confidence I have. It's a big confidence week. Dean, you're always saying your best bet is the next one that you make, right? Absolutely. That's and what it sa- is. Same thing, too. Like Imagine imagine if we were 37-0 right now. We would come here, and we'd spend five minutes bragging about it. And you, the listener, you would be like, well, what's next? Exactly. You know, it's yeah. always what's next. You, right. You, let's not dwell on the past on winners or losers. That's so right. next week when we go immaculate, we will not dwell on it. We're going to see you guys next week soon enough. Until then, we're going to conclude the first half of this Jaguars-Bengals game. Jaguars looking frisky tonight. Uh, check out that Slack channel, and please DM us if you have any other um, bets, bet ideas, questions, anything that you want us to discuss. The panel is here to help. For myself, John, Dean, and Zach, We'll see you next time on the Winning Ticket Podcast. We're having fun. It's minus one down.